Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And, of course, available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell. Always also check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. I bring that up because, coincidentally, that's where we get our video questions for today. Yeah. That's right at the $20 a month mark on Patreon. Uh, you, too, can submit your question right here to Matt Chat mm-hmm. and have it featured. And we will talk about what you've talked about pretty much in your we will video question what you have asked and we're going to kick things off with the smash bro himself uh happy dwarf rich <laughs> rich let's see what he has to say rendo's rich the smash bro here and first of all let me thank you for naming me the happy dwarf if you were to wake up and seven friendos rear dwarves or whatever the hell that was the other day anyway quick question since it was missed on overrun while talking about streaming services and all that shit but um, be real. Now that Punk has made an appearance, I asked this question a couple months ago. Is there a possibility for him to be wrestle-ready by either the Rumble or Mania, since they really don't have anything set in stone in terms of planning, or are they going to ride this Punk thing out to see how much attention it gets and maybe start him a storyline after Mania? And if you think he's Rumble-ready, could he be the Rumble winner? Either way, let me know. Thank you, Rich. <sighs> Thank you, Rich. This coffee is delicious, Larson. There he had my coffee. And- what I say? Anyways, uh, what's Rich talking about? Oh, yeah, CM Punk. That's right. Is he ready to wrestle the champ? Is he going to be rest- ready for uh, Royal Rumble? Is he going to suit up for WrestleMania? Are you asking me? Are you prefacing, prefacing your answer? I'll go first, I guess. I guess anything is possible. Uh but, uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, we thought that he was completely and totally done with wrestling. Still kind of feel that way. Uh, but, uh, no, I think that he's literally laid out how much he wants, the money he's looking to get. And uh, I think Fox is probably going to WWE after looking at the ratings he's going to bring in for backstage. And they're going to say, hey, we want that extra 10,000 people to come uh, to <laughs> SmackDown on Fox. Uh, no, I think that... I think let's see. if if he's going to come back to wrestling, uh, Rumble Mania is too soon. However, if the next six months or so 
go pretty well in terms of, uh, you know, how his, his presence on backstage is, if Vince is into it, if all the stars align and they're like, hey, we could use another ratings boost guy. Uh, why don't you come in? We'll give you what you want. Schedule, money, all that stuff, creative control, whatever. We'll give all that stuff to you. I could see it being like a Raw or SmackDown after Mania type situation uh, at earliest. I think that the Rumble Mania, that's just, that's that's too soon. You would think that they would have their plans already set, but whoa, hold on, maybe not. Let's not get ahead of ourselves Maybe here. not. So I would think that, uh, you know, at the earliest it would be uh, Raw and SmackDown after Mania. Assuming he is going to wrestle again, which I think don't think is a given. I'm still leaning towards maybe <clears throat> probably not his uh, his his uh, monetary uh, number. He noted, I feel like that's pricing himself out of an offer mm-hmm, sure. to an extent. Because if he's talking twenty twenty five million a year, I know the WB's coffers are deep. You never said a year. I know. Never said a year. That's the implication, I guess. Uh, if if that's the idea, uh, that that might be too much for WB in terms of the value they perceive they would receive from adding him to the roster. Not that he won't boost ratings, he will, but is he enough to be a complete game changer? I don't know. Long term, I don't know. You know what's funny? I'm still not convinced he's coming back. They what? don't do anything long term. No, nothing at all. <laughs> they don't do anything. Nothing. So it's like when you say, can somebody can somebody be a long term game changer? What you're essentially saying is, can the mere presence of one person over every single week for the next three to five years or whatever? Like no, there's nobody. Nobody. There's nobody, nobody. I don't think on this planet. Like I mean, would the would the Rock's presence every single week, which would probably preclude him from continuing on his momentum in the movie world? Yeah, uh, he's would, the one name I think that may maybe would have a chance. But it would he would move it from what two two million, two million to, to two and a half million? Uh, good weeks, maybe three if the story's decent. That's a big if. I know it's a huge if. Anyway, there are several things I think that would be that preclude Punk from being ready for Rumble, much less Mania. Well, yeah. Let's say let's say the premise of your argument uh, does include. Let, let's say that he is coming back to wrestle. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the premise. Um, what was he fighting at UFC? One seventy five, one seventy eight, one eighty. I thought it was like one eighty. Roughly twenty five to thirty pounds less he was at WWE. Uh, uh, he's in good shape. He's probably in in, in good. He's in good shape to fight MMA. <laughs> I think he's in good shape to like train MMA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not in. It's going to be weird if he comes out at 175 pounds. Uh, in his like his 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 tights are going to not fit right. You know what I mean? <laughs> going to sag. Yeah, he's going to have soggy bottom. Yeah. His tights. Uh, it's not enough time for him to beef up. Is what I'm getting at. Not to say he has to get back to 210 or 215, whatever he's probably built at. But he's got to be pushing 200. Otherwise, he's, it's going to look like he's 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 been sitting around not doing anything. So I don't know what he looks at what he looks like right now without a shirt on. However, I would speculate. I would speculate that if he got that seed in his head of you know he logs in he logs in using FaceApp to to get to his Chase account right instead of a password. Uh-huh. He logs in. He's like, uh, another payment to a lawyer went through. Uh, I need some money. <laughs> then, I know. Whenever that seed was planted in his head of probably going to do some wrestling, I would imagine at that point he would start getting into wrestling physical shape. Yeah. Last, I don't know when that seed Granted, he was been. wearing a jacket last, last night on backstage. He still looked to be around his UFC fighting weight based on his 
face, uh, he his was, arms. He was really sunken in back then. Yeah, I know, but he's been, like his arms look pretty thin. More, yeah. More like around, like he, yeah. He had his sleeves pulled up a little bit. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He still looked like he was probably, I would speculate, 180, mm-hmm. 185, which mm-hmm. still 20 pounds or so removed from probably what yeah. he was uh, at in WB. Have some donuts, man. Well, I mean, he's just not what you want. You want CM Haas? No, you want him to... <laughs> Actually, I'm not yes. saying, yeah, I would like that too. <laughs> um, I'm not saying he has to look physically the exact same he did, but I think to do some of the stuff he probably wanted to do, he'd probably have to beef up a little bit mm-hmm. um, if he wants to wrestle a similar style as he did. Yeah. Um, not that a whole lot of what he did was predicated on being a power wrestler. It never was that. But did if, anybody else who went through wild physical transformations? Shawn Michaels was not as ripped. Yeah. When he came back, he yeah. was still muscular in really good shape, yeah. but he was noticeably lighter. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not to say that Punk couldn't do it. Um, he'd have to get new gear, obviously. Um, nonetheless, he could change his style up a little bit. I just mm-hmm. wonder if they'd want like such a look. It's not. It's going to be at least at least two months of him doing this backstage thing for him to get a lay of the land just in terms of backstage alone. It's whether uh, after two months of having to being forced to comment, not necessarily negatively all the time on WB product, whether he's going to throw up his hands up in the air and say, why did I get involved in this in the first place? Do I want to jump deeper into this morass mm-hmm. or yeah. I'm good after two months? Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I would think that it'd take a little while to, to just sort of figure out, do I actually want to be doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, is this the landscape? Is this the environment I want to be in? Uh, and then beyond that, um, you know, but I don't know. We say that now. We say, oh, yeah, it might be too soon. I don't know. He could be ready in time. I mean, physically speaking, I don't know. He, he like, probably, I'm sure, like, a cardiovascular shape, he's fine. He could go. Probably. Probably. I mean, it all depends on what they want to do. I just feel like like we're we're already at Survivor Series, man. Yeah. Like, we're basically the road to WrestleMania kind of starts here. I know they say it's the Rumble, but it's kind of here because we're on the road to the Rumble, and that's the road mm-hmm. to WrestleMania. So you'd think it'd be too soon. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Triple H could suit up, you know, anytime and be in that ring with Punk uh, if that's going to be the Mania match. Yeah. Um, that's a distinct possibility. I mean, if Punk starts, you know, eating 8,000 calories a day and works mm-hmm. out five, three times a day and his body can handle the yeah. the regimen he'd have to do to, yeah. to bulk up in short order. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of ifs. I yeah, just don't there know. are. Or if he even cares about any of that. Maybe he's he'd be totally fine uh, just walking in the ring as is. And thinking he, if, if so long, here's the thing. So long as he, if he thinks he could put on the put forth performance that would make him happy, mm-hmm. that's probably, that's paramount. That would make sure the check cleared. And also, I don't think he would, like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, the, a huge check would be great. But I don't, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that could be wrong about Dude, this. Dude, he literally just said $20 million. Let me finish my thought before what? you interrupt. doesn't seem like the kind of guy that what? That would put in a half ass performance. Yes. Just for a paycheck. Yes. Oh man, that dude seems to be all about the paycheck. I know, man. He's he still carries himself like he's got some integrity. So, <laughs> so I feel like if he if he if he went in there thinking he'd be a shadow of his former self as performer, he'd be he'd be hesitant to do it. Didn't that dude just go out on a national stage and embarrass himself in two fights? He seemed totally yeah, that fine to do that for a big. Paycheck. But that was a brand new endeavor, and he put his all into it. Yes, he, he did. put his all into it, it. It wasn't it wasn't for lack of effort that he got his. His ass beat. That's correct. That's it was, correct. It was just a lack of skill. Yeah. No. I was. I was joking about that. Um, so yeah. I don't know if I think it. I think it might more depend. To be honest with you, on WWE. If 
if they think, look, they know Punk wants a lot of money. He's not going to get $25 million a year. That's not going to happen. Um, might they try to pay him some a bunch in stock? Maybe. He might get Les- – Lesnar makes – according to Forbes, Lesnar made $6.5 million last year. So they might say, hey, look, Lesnar money, a really good schedule, some creative control. What do you say? Come back home. Uh, and if they think – if they pay attention to whatever if – he, if he adds ratings to backstage – if he keeps on getting YouTube videos on his backstage segments that do a lot of numbers, if they see that within the context of, if he's in the WWE universe anywhere, including backstage, and people are watching, okay, we think that he's worth the money. Let's bring him on in. Mm-hmm. They they've been they don't wait. I mean, they're they're like, hey, we think that we can make money. With this guy, let's bring him on in. Maybe well, he's around yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah, they'll think that, but it's it's it, the ball's in his court then at that point. Well, yeah, but I think that they're the ones with the money. So, oh, obviously, but at the end of the day, it mean you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I read the quotes about the twenty or twenty-five million dollars. I didn't hear him say it. I didn't know what the subtext of it was. Um, subtext is, I like money. Give me so, money. Uh, it remains to be seen. I'm still, I'm still pessimistic that we're going to see him back in the ring. Very well. Let's say it's not going to happen. Just pessimistic that it will happen. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Next, Christopher Rampersad. Oh, speaking of pessimism, he's totally pessimistic about WD Creative. Let's see what Christopher has to say. Oh, boy. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is, why has Raw and SmackDown been terrible recently? And don't you know, like, right now we're in a war with AEW. Don't you think they want to improve the product and make the product better? Like, AEW is not even giving their best work yet, and they probably will be getting their best work when they improve better. But look at WWE. Look at Raw and SmackDown. Look at the segments they've been producing and stuff. And it's been terrible and boring. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching wrestling after fun anymore. I feel like I'm just watching it just for work, and I don't want to feel like that. My, my biggest problem is, is why are they not trying to improve the product? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Ooh, frustrating times for Christopher. Well, and I think for a lot of WWE fans, uh, it bears out in the ratings. Uh, Raw's ratings are in the toilet right now, mm-hmm. averaging about 2 million viewers. Uh, yeah, that third hour got like 1.75. Wow. Right I mean, he was up ledge. against a killer Monday Night Football game. Yeah. In which I solidified my win against my wretched opponent this week. It's talking about me. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Anyways, uh, I mean, it, it, it's easy to say it all boils down to what Vince wants. You know, what, uh, in the end of the day, what Vince wants, Vince gets. Uh, right now, seemingly Vince wants mediocre television. Um, 
there's no I don't think there's any savior, any one person that can be brought in uh, to to solve all the ills that are plaguing main roster uh, while Vince is around. Because at the end of the day, anybody who is given the ball on Raw or SmackDown still is going to have to answer the Vince. Mm-hmm. Like we had a lot of hope that Paul Heyman was going to come in and right the ship. And there's been there's been some decent stuff. Nonetheless, uh, it, it, it depends if Paul's charge is to uh, kind of uh, restore Raw to whatever previous glory it might have had, or if his charge is just to feed Vince new ideas and 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 satisfy whatever uh, needs he has from a creative standpoint. That's still, I mean, it seemed like in the initial announcement there was a certain amount of autonomy granted to the executive producers who were on SmackDown. You know, Bischoff's gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, doesn't necessarily seem like the type of guy who's going to go into Vince's office and tells him that his ideas are crap. No, quite the opposite. Um, so it's just I don't I don't even if Triple H was put in charge of WB Creative, he still have to answer to Vince. Mm-hmm. And it might get better, but it wouldn't be a cure-all. You know, I just don't think there's anybody that can that can be Vince's right-hand man from a creative standpoint and solve all the problems because they'd still, at the end of the day, have to answer the Vince, and Vince has final say over everything. Yeah, what you're saying is right. I have written down here, because Paul Heyman is overrated, Bruce Pritchard is a glad-handing yes-man, and they're both in their 50s and don't know what the modern fan wants. Vince is well deep into his 70s, mm-hmm. and he, by and large, although there has been, you know, even the in the NXT invasion on that SmackDown episode, granted their backs were against the wall, and that's usually when they do best, which is weird, but also uh, uh, Triple H had like a heavy hand, allegedly, in that episode. Um, and so I, I, I half disagree. I, I agree completely in that, Vince has the final say. As long as he's around, there's going to be problems. Mm-hmm. That being said, if Triple H's sole task was be executive director of Raw, make it better, I think that Triple H, more than Heyman, more than I don't think you'd see the cuck angle with Triple H in charge. I don't think you'd see that kind of stuff. Um, I do think that Triple H would probably be feeding. Vince better ideas um but by all accounts even Triple H trying to talk Vince down from crap ideas doesn't really work Mm-mm. um so yeah the, the main problem is Vince and then you know it it's really kind of sad that a couple of years ago now they got rid of a guy like Jimmy Jacobs who was responsible for among other things the Festival of Friendship stuff. Mm-hmm. Jericho and Owens really liked mm-hmm. him. He was in charge of others. I forget what now. But imagine if Vince had given a guy like Jimmy Jacobs the same kind of leeway that he gave a guy like Vince Russo back in the day. Yeah. If he relied on a smaller brain trust of guys who were a bit younger yeah. and more in tuned yeah. with the product. Totally. Um, well, more in tune to kind of the cultural zeitgeist. I think it's not so much the product because you can be in touch with current WWE product and not really be tapped into what's going on culturally. You well, know what no, I mean? yeah, being in touch with the product. I mean, being in touch with pro wrestling and what the modern fan really is looking for. Um, and that's not to say everything Vince does is bad. It's just Vince's flops are huge. Yeah. And his successes are 
you know, these days few and far between his successes are on the micro level, mm-hmm. whereas his flops are on the macro level. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean is there's no long-term plan. It's just, it's just small ratings pop to small ratings pop. And that's why I'm actually kind of confident that punk will be wrestling again, because if nothing else, he would bring a big, small term ratings pop. And that's what Vince lives for week to week, day to day. This guy's going to pop. Guarantee you, man, if those ratings keep on falling on SmackDown, those executives are going to come to him and say, listen, this is a billion dollar deal, 200 million per year. We need these ratings to go up. And we're giving you a lot of money. Make it happen. He's going to be looking at CM Punk. That's why I'm kind of confident that's going to happen. Um, as far as why, yeah, why have them, it's been terrible. Because, you know, and on top of that, I don't know, we'd have to look at this historically, but like it was around this time last year that Raw and SmackDown were really crap also. I wonder if there's just an end of year. Well, I think there's a cyclical nature to things. Mm. And there's a lull between Mania yep, and yeah. SummerSlam and between SummerSlam yeah. and Survivor Series. I think that's that's not uncommon. Yep. Uh, next, got a question from Patrick Sparks. Take it away, B-Man. Hey, friend, it's Pat here. All right, got to make it quick. That worked. So, out of the big storylines that have all happened over the years of wrestling and how influential they were to all of everything, really, which two superstars didn't really have a lot of uh, chemistry in the ring, per se, but the story was very interesting? One that comes to my mind right off the top of my head is Undertaker and Kane. Cool story, lots of cool things, Kane debuting, all that. But they were never too good in the ring together. But what do you guys think? Thanks for having Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. You know why we call him B-Man? Remember that? Yeah, because there was like a, a sound buzzing of bees in the background one of his Matt Chat videos. <laughs> That's right. Apparently it was the machines that were at his job. but Powered by like bees. Apparently. Powered by bees, yeah. I go first. Yes, I Yes, do. you do. Uh, I'm going to say this, man. Warrior Hogan 2. Was that really a good story, though? Man, I'm telling you, back then, I was marking out big time. I was huge into it. Have you watched it recently, though? What does that matter? I It was the Warrior coming back and sort of challenging the leader of the NWO. Uh, he was putting Hogan back on his heels. But, man, and, and if you take a look at their, their Mania 6 match... That was a pretty decent match between two guys who really were not good wrestlers. Yeah, uh, Their match at Halloween Havoc was maybe the worst high-profile wrestling match of all time. It was horrible. It was really bad. That being said, I really dug the story. Yes, was it bad? Of course. Was it bad for all the right wrestling reasons? Yeah. Come on, man. You have freaking Warrior in the Wall. You have Hogan. I don't know. I don't think that was when Hogan had the. Was that when Hogan had the Hogan head? No, I think Sting gave that to him. <laughs> he had a, a, a beefcake. As a uh, disciple. As the disciple. The one warrior nation. That's NWO backwards. That was NWO backwards. Ooh, so creative. That was kind of a big deal. He wore. Is that where he wore when he wore a baseball hat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this. And, and the primary reason the, the two wrestlers in the storyline that had some intrigue and could be interesting had no chemistry because I don't think they ever shared the screen together except for their match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker, if they had taken things a little bit further, because Bray was coming out and says, I'm new face of fear. The implication is, I'm going to replace you, Undertaker. Maybe not in, in, in usurping the name or the gimmick per se, but the perception that I'm the scariest guy around here. Yeah, That's some in- interesting stuff. Stuff they didn't exactly explore as much as they probably should because The Undertaker was never around to promote... Uh, and, and advance the story. Uh-huh. I think he made one appearance before this match. Yeah. 
and I don't even think they were face to face. Um, the match of Mania was a dud. Undertaker went over, which didn't make a lot of sense because Bray really needed that rub. But Undertaker went over because the previous year he lost and broke a streak. Can't have Taker losing two Mania matches in a row, <clears throat> I guess. Um, but there was a story there that had some interesting stuff going on that if they had actually explored the chemistry uh, out, or you know, face-to-face, the two participants in it, could have been uh, enhanced even more. I think with that one, it was a really good premise that they they whiffed on because isn't that the lead the build that Taker literally wasn't there until like a week before? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, he, he yeah. never was on TV before. Yeah, so I think it was a good premise, and then everything else was like not good. Mm-hmm. Bray was trying his heart out though. Yeah, he, he was trying to carry he that. Had best nothing he could. but nothing but inanimate objects to work with. I know. <laughs> hey man, though. look at this coffin over here, man. Undertaker, I'm gonna get you. Pretty much. <laughs> See you, man. You new face of fear, man. Man. Uh, next, debuting Matt Chatter, Green Lantern. Woo, new to the fold. Hello, Steven Larson. Green Lantern here. Uh, first time Matt Chatter. Uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, AEW's tag team vision. They have uh, uh, 10 seconds where they can run in, uh, interrupt the pin, beat up each other, do whatever. My question is, do you like it? Yay or nay? Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Green Lantern. Thank you, Green Lantern. Oh, I go first, right? You go first. Uh, I like it because it reminds me of uh, PWG or AAA tag matches where the rules are kind of flexible. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like, especially in tag matches. Here's the thing. And AEW. AAA, they don't even do tags. They do tornado stuff. No, they don't. There's, there's, there's lucha tag rules, which is if uh, someone gets tossed in the ring, one of their partners can get in. Uh, that's all tornado. That's how New Japan operates, too. It's all tornado. Um, no, it's not tornado. Yeah, it, it just seems that way because the rest don't care about the rules. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't care. That's what's great. Yeah. But, um, uh, you can maybe lose much. Oh, here's something that, that tag wrestling, tag wrestling maybe more than other forms of wrestling can get really formulaic. Because so you got the face team and the heel team, and one member of the heel, uh, face team gets isolated, gets beat up, hot tag. And in, in one thing I like about New Japan tag matches is they don't really seem to adhere to that formula as much because someone gets tossed in the ring, guess what? Their partner can come in. It allows them to explore different means of telling a story in the ring. That's not the traditional uh, uh, face guy gets beat up, isolated by the heel team. It's different. It adds an element of chaos to it, which I like. Give me chaotic tag team wrestling. It should border the entire time on a tornado tag match, but it doesn't have to be because it allows people the opportunity to do singles moves. It's not all bang, bang, combo moves. It it gives us the, the purest variety of tag team action when you give them a little extra time to do some the double team moves. I love it. Give me all tornado or nothing at all. That's what I want. The young bucks are awesome when they're doing those great combo moves. I don't need yeah, to see. Yeah, 10 seconds is enough time to do get them off. I don't need to see five minutes of one guy getting beat up and then you get a couple seconds of some cool combo moves. I want all combo moves all the time. I really don't want people selling anything either. I just really want AAA. Where nobody sells anything, it's pretty awesome, and it's just pure chaos. And then you see a guy do a sunset flip, supposed to go onto a table, and he just bangs his head on the table, and you think he might be dead. That's what I want from my wrestling all the time. All right. Next. Double J has a question. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, which means one thing, Black Friday. Let's see what he has to say. Double J here. So my question this week is, what are all the champions going to get for Black Friday? Steve, you do Raw and NXT. Larson, you do SmackDown and AEW. 
See ya. Thank you, Double J. Ain't he great? Thank you, Double J. You go. All right, fine. Uh, I have Ron uh, NXT. Uh, so for... Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, no. Yeah, Brock is on Raw. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to get him some more land. I'm sure Black Friday, you can find some good real estate deals. I don't think it works that way, man. I think, I think good real estate agents will find a way to rope in Black Friday savings into their land dealings. So, I don't know. Brock could hit up whoever for more land. Your other answer is better. Riding mower. Yeah. But that fool does not do his own yard work. That is probably a fact. Uh, or maybe another like a uh, uh, barn gym because I think he works out in a barn or something. All right. Uh, for AJ Styles, that's easy. Get him some good Elgato gaming equipment, be it a stream deck, so that he on his mixer streams when he's dropping those shoot interviews uh, to his uh, stream chatters, uh, he can be going through full cam and then cut to gameplay and then cut to away from keyboard screen if he has to get up and you know go over a match with somebody. And then he comes back, and yeah, so there's that. So get him some Elgato stuff. Maybe an Elgato green screen back there so he's not just in a room with EC3 lingering in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for Becky Lynch, the current Raw Women's Champion, uh, get her an Ashley Madison account. Isn't that the thing where you go on if you want to cheat? on your Yeah, other? but then they say the whole thing was bogus. Was that the thing? It was... The whole thing was there was no women on there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a woman. And so she would help legitimize it even more. Well, so I mean she needs to get away from Seth Rollins. The whole enterprise was bogus. Seth Rollins is a big old dork. And you can tell, has she, let me ask you has she ever genuinely looked happy in any picture you've seen of them when together? They got, when they got engaged, yeah. I don't think she really had a look of happiness on her face. It was a look of, well, he's the top guy. No, no, she seemed happy there. The caption of the picture was, was has she ever heartfelt. seemed anywhere close as happy as Charlotte? In those pictures, no, no, but she's got a, she's got a, a public image to to preserve of being the man, being kind of above all that. That's a good point, but I don't really think she's happy. Who would be Seth Rollins' big old dork? Next, the War Raiders. Uh, one of them, Ray Row, is big into hunting. Mm. I have no reason to think that the other one isn't. Hanson. So REI gift cards. They can get all their hunting needs there. Uh, and I, I'm okay with that. Sorry, I do hunting or just camping and outdoorsy type stuff. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, because you can go camping without hunting. Didn't dicks get rid of their guns? Uh, no, last time I was at a dick sporting goods, they still had firearms there. Okay, what's the big hunting place then? There's a, a Bass, Bass Pro, Pro, Pro Shop. Shop, Cabela's. All right, Bass, there you go. Uh, Adam Cole. Apparently, he uh, likes to chew in tobacco. Mm. So I'm going to get him a new spittoon. There you go. <laughs> Ding. Or... Evidently, his, his lady friend, Britt Baker, has not given him the proper reading materials on why chewing da- tobacco dip is bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get him some dip literature. All right. Uh, and then uh, for Roderick Strong, there was that brief period of time. Uh, and even kind of recently, he seemed to yeah. be the main perpetrator in attacking and trying to murder Velveteen Dream. Yeah, he also that, tried to Riddle, yeah. Tried to murder Matt Riddle. So I'm going to get him whatever he murderer needs, bleach. Plastic tarps, duct tape, and of course a shovel. My goodness! So you can do some digging. Oof. Maybe a fire pit of some sort, so you can burn the remains. In any event, it's really hard to commit murder these days with all these DNA cops and stuff. It's not like it was in the '80s, man. You watch Unsolved Next. Mysteries. You know how many people get away with murder? A lot. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. These days, not so much. Everybody has cameras. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I'm going to get him actual guitar lessons because he looks kind of like an asshole. Just. Air guitaring, and he isn't. He's obviously not playing anything. Uh, and then Bobby Fish, you noticed that in a picture, it looked like he was missing a tooth. I'm going to get him a mouth guard. He does wear a mouth guard to, for matches, though. 
a better mouth guard. All right, fine. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Steel one. There you go. Bray Wyatt, Universal Champion. He likes his sweaters and sweater vests. I'm going to give him some more sweaters and sweater vests so he can wear at the Firefly Funhouse. Mm. Uh, Bailey uh, seemed like she uh, likes her eyeliner a lot now. More eyeliner and some goth CDs, like some Bauhaus, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, you're a Continental Champion. He likes to surf. Oh, yeah. Surfboards. Wetsuit. Or wetsuit. Yeah. Surfing stuff. Surfing stuff. Uh, Be, uh, what was it? Surfer wax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New Day Xavier Woods is out They need a way to connect While he's During his off season They play video Video games together Uh, That's what they do Video games Mm -hmm. Uh, On to AEW Chris Jericho He loves his Omaha steaks Give him a box of meat He he already He he probably gets that already From his From Omaha steaks He seemed to love it so much He can have some more Oh okay Alright gift card To Longhorn Steakhouse Yeah Oh, he didn't want to go back. There. That's where everything gets stolen. <laughs> and of course, some bubbly. Bubbly. Get him some bubbly. Uh, SCU, they're from Southern California. Disneyland is very expensive. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculously expensive. Especially now, the Galaxy's Edge is there. Yeah. So, Disneyland tickets for them. That's a good one. I wasn't sure about Riho. I don't know what she likes. I don't know what she likes either. A bigger women's championship. I there think you go. It's tiny. It's pretty small. Yeah, get her a bigger one. I uh, got some text questions next. First from Tiger Mask, Tim Morris. Hey, friendos, do you think, uh, sorry, who do you think has potential to make wrestling cool to the mainstream again? Is it even possible? Is it possible? Yeah. Uh, I think there's people on rosters of several companies that could do it. If you're just talking WB, uh, Becky's come the closest. She uses some ESPN commercials. Yeah. Um, to give her a couple movie roles coming up, and I think it could happen. Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. I think he could be a huge crossover star. I agree with that. He's so affable. I agree with that. He's funny. Yeah. He just comes off like he just he like he he he's a good talker. Like his trash talk to Goldberg's great. He's a really good talker, but he comes off as like a pretty grounded dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan still could. And I'm not even necessarily saying go back to the yes movement thing. He's just so damn brilliant. Yeah. He can find a way to get himself over and cross from the mainstream again. Problem is, and we say this all the time, WWE is not good at building up huge stars. No, they're not. The Becky Lynch uh, situation kind of happened by accident. The other name I was going to mention, I, I still think this dude could be this generation's Stone Cold of handled. Oh, properly. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Owens. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think everybody else comes off as too. Roman's really good with the media, but I think Roman is like too chill. I think you need somebody who you can kind of relate to. Um Kevin Owens is naturally charismatic. He's funny. He looks like a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Kevin Owens, but they don't know. They, they have no idea. Vince has no idea how to make. Look, honestly, you can take any number of people on main roster NXT, and they all could be people who could bring mm-hmm. WWE to crossover prominence again. Yeah. yeah. But Vince has zero idea. Like, why isn't New Day? Why point? isn't New Day hosted Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I know. How amazing would that be? Yeah, it'd be great. But they, Vince, has, Vince does not know how to get them over that hump of just superstar into super duper star. I know. Yeah. I know. There's, there's at least a dozen members mm-hmm. of the current roster yeah. that could be huge crossover stars. Chris Dijak, baby. That's where it's at. Donovan Dijakovic. Oh, I made too soon for, to tell for, for Dijak. Yeah, I'm a big star. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, watch me on uh, CNN. CNN, that's not really entertainment. Let me give my take on uh, impeachment hearings. 
<laughs> what do you think about the, the, the quid pro quo? It's bogus. <laughs> uh, next, King Katano says, uh, I freaking love heel Io Shirai. I was thinking about a heel faction with Asuka, Kyrie, and maybe a fourth member. I don't know if you're familiar with the Black Lotus Triad. If not, look up their match against Pentagon Jr. in Lucha Underground. It was a heel all in dark leather faction with Io and Kyrie. To see something similar in WWE, preferably in NXT, would be interesting in my opinion. Maybe even feud against Undisputed Era. Who do you? What do you think about this? And have you any uh, suggestions about the fourth member? Mm. I think that'd be awesome. Oscar, Kyrie, Io Shirai. Yeah, and then a fourth member, Donovan Dijakovic. Hey, how's it going? I'm the fourth guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heel. Yeah, I'm a heel now, right? Okay. He's dry. On a magic eight ball. I'm gonna say Dakota Kai. She's kind of a nerd, though, man. I know, but she's, she's kind of a loser. She's in the point now where she's feeling like she's been pushed around. She's getting. She thought she maybe she earned herself an opportunity. Didn't get it. This is it's moments like these where where people are are tempted to turn to the dark side to go heal. The right answer is Rhea Ripley, man. Could you imagine that? Rhea Ripley with freaking Io Shirai, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane. Holy crap! It'd be like Bullet Club, but like even cooler. Man, that'd be great. Mm. And then you use Io Shirai's theme music, though, because it's yeah, that's freaking the best. amazing. That's the best. Or some poppy, perhaps. Anyways. Uh, next, Luis Ariza. What wrestling revelation surprised you most? Oh, wow. And he mentions that Drew Gulak and Orange Cassidy were the ant colony in Shikara. I did not know that. That's interesting. I know Orange Cassidy's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. He was uh, whatever his other name was yeah. for a long time. Um, what wrestling revelation surprised Jeez. Usually a situation where wrestlers have such uh, diametrically opposed gimmicks that you think that's really the same person. Like Rick Rude was like, you mean like when they're, con- when they're counter to what they, their gimmick is in real life? Well, I got the example here. When I found out that Demolition Smash, Barry Darso, yeah. like the super intense kind of uh, uh, wannabe road warrior type thing, mm-hmm. was also the Repo Man. Mm. Oh, yeah, which is yeah. Which just a total comedy gimmick. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That always weirds me out. Boy, I, dude, I know there are some. Um, like weird in like, wasn't Beefcake the guy who like got his face mauled by like a jet ski or something? Yeah, or he was a sailboat. He's in a boating accident. It was a yes. boating accident. That was weird. <laughs> That's really is that really a revelation? Not really. Oh, all right. Uh, man, I know there are some out there. The world of wrestling is a really, really weird. That thing. it is. It's really bizarre. What wrestling revelation surprised you the most? The day I found out it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dude, I don't know. Like, there's there's so many weird things in wrestling. I'll be honest, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to All say. Right. I don't know. We can just move on. We can move on. This one's this one's interesting. Uh, from the Hadley Doodly Champ. Uh, so I want you guys to select a wrestler for the other to stalk, and then give a plan as to how they would stalk their wrestler. So I give you a wrestler to stalk, and vice versa. Oh, okay. All Steve right. is allowed to murder if you can get away with it, and Larson is free to snitch on this wrestler and or Steve. 
Okay. So for the wrestler for you to stock, I picked Dexter Loomis because I think that'd be a pretty interesting cat and mouse game okay, between yeah. you and Dexter. Okay. And I have to plan now. I have to tell you how I would stock Dexter Loomis. Okay. Um. Or do I have to? Do, I think I have to give the plan. How oh, okay. You, how uh, would I? How would I stock Dexter Loomis? Well, you'd out Dexter Dexter. Oh wow! Or okay. try to. So like a lot of rope, bleach, mm-hmm. uh, duct tape. What I, I think what I would do maybe car trunks. Yes, is I would leave like little dead animals on his doorstep. Like he'd come out, but one knowing day. that he wouldn't be weirded out by it, he'd be intrigued. Yeah, he'd yeah. be really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like when he when he thinks that we're gonna be like a tag team of murderers, I would swerve him, be like, no, you're the ultimate prey, and then and he's like. You got me. You got me. Yeah, exactly. checkmate. So yeah, that's good. So who would you? I would have but that you, would put me in an interesting conundrum as 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 the snitch in the situation, because yes, you committed murder, but if 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 Dexter Loomis, if you assume this is all kayfabe, yeah, he's is a murderer. In fact, a murderer. Yeah, and may have murdered more than you murdered. Yeah, that's 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 a pickle for a Larson. It's to not be a in. pickle. Don't snitch. I'm your best friend. Don't. How about, about just don't snitch? It's something to think about. Anyway, By the way, I'm leading. I'm still leading far ahead in the front overs poll. People who are Team Steve, a.k.a. Don't Snitch, and Team Larson, a.k.a. Team Snake. Is that supposed to influence my, my, my thought? No, it's just to further show you that you're a snake and snakes die alone. So there you go. Have that. I don't know. What is that? What is that? What is that crap? Okay. Freaking snake. Anyways, I'm going to have you stalk Lex Luger. No, I'm going to have you stalk Sting. All right. Uh, because I we need to find out if RoboCop was Peter Weller under mm. that helmet. Uh, so obviously what you're going to do it is... Would it make more sense for me to stalk Peter Weller then? <laughs> He's not a wrestler that we know of. Well, if he was under the mask then you, uh, if at, that's at a big Capital M. Combat, then we can assume he, Let me ask this. he would qualify again. Does Sting know? Probably not. Probably not. Or right? if he did, he might have forgotten. Okay. Oh, I don't think he'd forget. I think he would. If he knew, he knew. He might have never known. Like, there's just a dude. Do you think RoboCop ever had his helmet up? There are so many questions I have about RoboCop at Capital Combat. Maybe you the should return be the, of RoboCop. I mean, you should be the one stalking Sting then. I should be. I think it's a good idea. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. You can stalk our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $20 gets your video question right here. Uh, wrestling, I want to give I want to give Luis an answer here first, though. All right, wrestling revelation that surprised me the most. Um, I think when I found out who is wasn't wasn't like who was Naito in that tag team with? Oh, wasn't it a uh, 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 Tokyo Pimp? Oh, was that it? And then Balor was in a tag team with, with uh, Taguchi. Taguchi, yeah, yeah, Alpha Fifty Five, yeah, yeah. So that was weird. Some of the New Japan stuff is kind of weird. That's a little weird. Um, I'm trying to think of like a Vince revelation that weirded me out. He loves snow cones. He loves snow cones. He thinks farts are the funniest thing ever. Well, um, a point there. One of the weirdest re- wrestling revelations. The... Uh, <clears throat> The there was okay so post wrestling, John Pollock I think it was mm-hmm. did a really great, uh, like it was like a twenty minute report or podcast 
on uh, the last 24 hours or 48 hours of Owen Hart's life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it went over specifically the mechanisms of the harness that, you know, he ended up getting freed from and ended up dying. And that in that there was a lot of, and I don't know the specific, I forget the specifics, but I remember being really sort of intrigued at some of the stuff that he was bringing up there um, from like the, the very specific type of, you know, clips or, or whatever they're called mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fasteners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really interesting stuff. And it wasn't really necessarily weird, but to understand how it all went down and how it really could have been and should have been prevented in the first place was all pretty sad. Hmm. So I don't know. That's a bummer of an ending. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. This is interesting. Who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? I didn't see that part of the question. Mm, I don't know. Probably a gorilla, right? <clears throat> also, it depends on the on the on the bear. I feel like more people. Was a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear. I think a grizzly would be larger, right? Really? Maybe. I don't know, man. I've seen some of those gorillas. Didn't like a gorilla fight uh, Godzilla once? Well, that was in a movie, and that was King Kong. Yeah, King Kong could definitely beat a bear. Well, yeah. So a grizzly bear. Uh, it's weight, a male could be 600 pounds and it's length would be six and a half feet. It's like standing up if it stood up. It'd probably be like six and a half feet tall. Six and a half feet? How tall is a silverback gorilla? I'm looking at that right now. Uh, About 5.2 to 5.6 feet. Shorter than me. Interesting. I'm trying to find out weight though. Jesus, that guy is huge. I'm just going to Google who would win. All right. Who would win? Silver. Silverback or Grizzly? It's like a pre-filled thing. Uh, All right. Here we go. So the tallest gorilla recorded was six and a half feet and weighed 483 pounds. So lighter than the bear. So, okay. According to this, on Quora... The grizzly would almost always win that fight. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, grizzly it is. Grizzly it is, like according to one guy in Cora. There you go. All right. Thanks for watching. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.